Hey, welcome everybody to episode number 18 of the Be Healed podcast, where we're going to discuss how to get released from the curse of sickness and disease. I'm your host, Steve Hannett, and the Be Healed podcast covers all kinds of topics related to healing so that you can be equipped, you can get encouraged, and receive God's promise of healing in your life. In episode number 17, we discuss the awesome truth that Jesus Christ took our sickness upon the cross when he suffered and died there. But we need to get released from the sickness that still tries to bind us and hold us and cling to us. We need to get them transferred off of us and onto the cross where Jesus took them for us. That's when healing breaks through, and that's what we're going to be covering today. I want to invite you to make sure that you follow the podcast, share it with a friend, and make sure, if you haven't done it already, to go to our YouTube channel at youtube.com forward slash Steve Hannett to get access to a bunch of teachings that will bless your life. Okay, let's get ready to learn and receive your healing. One of the greatest things that I see in the healing ministry is when the promises of God become the provision of God. It's when the promise is actually received and the power actually breaks forth right in front of us. I literally see people many times during healing meetings or conferences come in with their heads hung down, their expectations low, their hopes practically vanquished. They've heard about the promises of God many times. Some of them have prayed, but things stayed the same. They did not receive the healing that they were hoping for. And many times they wind up becoming even more discouraged. But then it happens. We begin to preach the word of God, and as they hear it, they hear something fresh, something living, something that begins to pierce their discouragement. It begins to break through into their mind and into their hearts. The atmosphere of their soul begins changing, and they begin to see things like they've never seen before. They get new perspective, and they begin to believe God right there in the meeting, and they begin to have an expectation for God's promises to become actual provision. And then people begin getting healed. The tears of joy begin flowing. People begin worshiping God from depths they've never known, and they become true witnesses of the love and power and provision of the Father through Jesus Christ. This shift often happens when we're preaching some core key truths, and I'm going to cover one of those most important core key truths today in this episode, and it's going to result in people being released from the curse of sickness and disease. And so the first thing that I'd like to cover is the reality of this truth that sickness is indeed a cursed thing. Now, maybe we don't need to describe that, but I really think that many need to be reminded of it, that sickness is not a blessed thing. It is not good. Sickness kills, it steals, it destroys, it robs life from us, it sucks joy out of our lives, it destroys so many things. And the Bible describes that the thief only comes to steal and to kill and to destroy. And you can find that in the Gospel of John, chapter 10, verse 10. And so 
even though some people have taught that we should embrace it, we should deal with it, we should hold on to it, we should suffer with it somehow for the greater good, these things are not true. Uh, Jesus Christ was the one who suffered with it for the greater good, and he destroyed it. He took it from us. He doesn't want us to have it if he took it from us. Again, I encourage you to listen to episode number 17 as that teaches how Jesus Christ took our sickness and disease. He literally bore it so we would not have to. So when we look at this and we see sickness as a cursed thing, to be released from sickness is to be released from the curse. So we have to ask the question, how do I get released from the curse? Or how do I celebrate the release from the curse that that Jesus has provided for me. And so we have to first go back and look in Genesis and and see when God made everything, when he created everything, and when he made the Garden of Eden, there was no sickness. There was no pain, no worry, no arthritis, no headaches, no cancer, no deformities, nothing that could harm us. In fact, when God made everything, there wasn't even death. Now, we got to get this deep in us because the Father creates out of his will. And he created out of his will a world that was basically paradise with no sickness and death. So the question is, how did everything get so bad? Well, as many know, in Genesis chapter 3, the Bible records the history that uh, Satan came, the serpent came to tempt Adam and Eve to try to get them to disobey God's word. Now, when they did this, they fell into sin And they not only became separated from God, but the whole world, including them, came under the judgment of God, which resulted in the curse of sin and death. And all sickness, disease, pain, injury, and the like are all part of this curse. It resulted after, not before the fall into sin, but it resulted after the fall into sin. And I encourage you to really read and meditate Genesis chapters 1 through 3 to really dig in to see what God made and to see what sin made. In fact, you can read the entire history of the Old Testament and see, and even into the New Testament, and see the effects that sin has had on the world. And so, When we're seeing that sickness is rooted in a curse, we have to understand that this curse is not a natural thing, but a spiritual thing. And this means that the root of sickness is spiritual, not natural. Now, to a great degree, we certainly experience sickness and disease much more as a natural thing. We feel it in our natural body. We test it with natural instruments like CAT scans and MRIs, and, and we, we look at it and study it in the natural. But the Bible gives us the actual root, the, the deeper root, and that indeed is the curse that was released because of sin. Now, we're going to cover a lot more detail about the reality that sickness is spiritual. And we're going to even go into some of the detail the Bible gives about how the devil is operating in the spiritual realm to make us sick in the natural realm. 
But for now, think of disease like an iceberg. Most only see the part of the iceberg that's visible above the water. Yet there remains much more of the iceberg that's hidden and not able to be seen. So think of sickness like that. There are visible and invisible aspects to it. MRI machines can detect frequently the visible aspect, while only the Bible can detect and alert us to the invisible. But let's take a look at the scripture, at this reality that there's this very deep connection between sin and sickness. So let's go to Matthew chapter 9, and we're going to be looking at verse 1, and it describes this history of a paralytic coming to Jesus. It says, So he got into a boat, crossed over, and came to his own city. Then behold, they brought to him a paralytic lying on a bed. When Jesus saw their faith, he said to the paralytic, Son, be of good cheer, your sins are forgiven you. And at once, some of the scribes said within themselves, This man blasphemes. But Jesus, knowing their thoughts, said, Why do you think evil in your hearts? For which is easier to say? your sins are forgiven you, or to say, arise and walk. But that you may know that the Son of Man has power on earth to forgive sins, then he said to the paralytic, arise, take up your bed and go to your house. Then he arose and departed to his house. Now, when the multitude saw it, they marveled and glorified God, who had given such power to men. Okay, very important biblical passage in the teaching today because the Bible is describing that this man has what looks like a natural problem. He cannot walk. He is a paralytic. He's crippled. But when Jesus sees him, Jesus sees something spiritual. He sees his faith. And he says something that may appear very strange at first. Even though the man has a physical paralysis in his body, looks natural, Jesus says, son, be of good cheer, your sins are forgiven you. So it appears that Jesus bypasses, doesn't seem to pay attention to the natural paralysis, but goes straight to the unseen part of the iceberg, to the spiritual root, which is sin, and the curse, and says, be of good cheer, your sins are forgiven you. Remember that when there is sin, the state and condition of sin, there is the curse. Where the curse is, there's the presence of sickness and disease. So by Jesus saying your sins are forgiven you, he's releasing the man from the curse. Now, the scribes were in there and they said within themselves, so they're thinking, this man blasphemes. But Jesus knew what they were thinking. And so he says, why do you think evil in your hearts? But verse 5 of Matthew chapter 9, it says, which is easier to say, your sins are forgiven you, or to say, arise and walk. In other words, there is a linking not only between the sin and the sickness, there's a linking between the forgiveness of his sins and the healing of his body. Verse 6, it says, But that you may know that the Son of Man has power on earth to forgive sins. Then he said to the paralytic, Arise, 
take up your bed and go to your house. In other words, if you want the proof that Jesus, the Son of Man, has power to forgive sins, then go ahead and get up. It was proof that the sins were forgiven when the healing broke forth. Oh, I want to tell you today that the forgiveness of our sins is the epicenter of every blessing that God could provide for us, because that was the fundamental problem that enabled human beings to be cursed. But once that sin is forgiven, it means the record of it's been destroyed, the penalty of it's been paid, you're completely free, it's as if you've never sinned before. And when you are restored, like you've never sinned before, there is no ability for the law of sin and death, the curse, to be applied to you. Now think of it. If you don't have any law breaking on your rap sheet, then no judgment for breaking those laws can come upon you. You're free. God has indeed cleansed our rap sheet. He has, the Bible says, nailed them to the cross. They're no longer on our rap sheet. We are no longer guilty before God. We're no longer sinners before God. We're no longer people who have been cut off or away from him. And the devil knows this, but he doesn't want people to understand this because he wants them to keep the sickness and disease that he's trying to plague them with. But I want to give good news to you. The devil can't do that. He doesn't have the authority to do that. Even in the natural realm, righteousness says that law enforcers can't deem someone guilty and put them in prison for crimes they did not commit. Well, God has removed it. God has pardoned us. And so the enemy lacks legal right. He has no authority to hold or to apply the curse to a Christian, to someone who has received forgiveness for their sins. Now, let's look at why, because the Bible is very much a spiritual law book. It's very much a book that teaches us how things operate in the spiritual realm, and these things are non-negotiable. Uh, God has placed them, and they are enforced by his authority. And so, the message of the gospel is that we have been set free from sin. And if set free from sin, we are set free from the curse. Why? Well, because Jesus took our sin to the cross and suffered there with all its consequences. Yes, including sickness and disease. He suffered with it. And that's where I encourage you to take a look at episode 17 again. It must be important if I've brought it up so much because Isaiah 53 teaches that he didn't just take the sin, he took the sin and the curse of sickness and disease on the cross. So let's take a look at a Bible verse in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 21. It says, For he made him who knew no sin to be sin for us, that we might become the righteousness of God in him. What an awesome verse. It's speaking about Jesus, and it says that Jesus was sinless. He knew no sin, and he literally became 
sin. It says, For he made him who knew no sin to be sin for us, that we might become the righteousness of God in him. This means that when we receive Jesus Christ as the Lord and Savior, we are receiving the righteousness of God in him because our sins go to him and his righteousness comes to us. I often refer to this as the great exchange. Another verse I want you to look at is Galatians chapter 3, verse 13. This one's so clear. It says, Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law, having become a curse for us, for it is written, cursed is everyone who hangs on a tree. Christ has redeemed us from the curse. He's bought us out from under the curse. We're no longer cursed. Why? The forgiveness of our sins has come. The payment for our sins has come. And this means that we are free. But we have to receive forgiveness. You see, forgiveness is a gift. It's not something we earn. It's something we receive, and we receive it by faith. The word forgive means to wipe the slate clean, to pardon, to cancel a debt. And therefore, we have to receive this gift by faith. If we're still considering ourselves guilty before God, after we've prayed and confessed them and repented of them, and we've asked the Lord to wash us and to cleanse us, and we're still walking around considering ourselves guilty, we have not received the gift. And the benefits or the provision of the promise will not flow. They will not become reality. We need to receive by faith, true genuine faith, that the work of Jesus to forgive us of our sins has been accomplished by him and applied to our lives. I want to tell you there's great joy when you actually believe this and receive this because the weights of your sins are removed from your shoulders. And so we need to receive the forgiveness of our sins for the removal of those sins. And in the same way, by faith, we need to receive the work of the forgiveness of those sins resulting in the healing of our bodies. And this faith is faith in Jesus. Ephesians chapter 1 verse 7 says, In him we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins, according to the riches of his grace. Will you believe in those riches today? Will you believe in the riches of his grace for the forgiveness of your sins? I want to tell you, if you do, you can hear Jesus Christ say to you also, Son, be of good cheer. Your sins are forgiven you. Or you may hear, Daughter, be of good cheer. Your sins are forgiven you. You can hear Jesus say, For which is easier to say, Your sins are forgiven you, or to say, Arise and walk. You can hear the Lord say in verse 6 of Matthew 9, but that you may know that the Son of Man has power on earth to forgive sins. Then he said to the paralytic, Arise, take up your bed, and go to your house. Today is your day. Today is the day that you can receive the forgiveness of your sins through believing and by believing that Jesus Christ is the Son of God, that he has borne your sin and your sickness on the cross. There is no need to allow the enemy to remain 
this spiritual problem to remain. The Lord has healed your spiritual state and he will heal your physical state. Oh, recognize that they are linked together and you can receive the forgiveness of your sins and you can receive the healing of your body through faith. Go ahead and begin to pray. Lift up your heart to God and tell him, Lord, I receive that you are the son of God. I believe that you destroyed my sin and my sickness on that cross. I believe that you've restored me and I am blessed and not cursed. And you may tell the Lord, I declare that I receive the fullness of the riches of your grace. And I declare that I am blessed and not cursed. I declare that no sickness or disease can hold me any longer. I am blessed and not cursed. You can declare, I am made whole. I am forgiven and therefore I am healed. And you may tell that sickness, that disease, and that spiritual problem to depart from you in the name of Jesus. Go ahead and name that pain. Put your hand there and declare in the name of Jesus, pain, depart from me. I am blessed and not cursed. I am released from my sins. I command all sickness and disease dry up and depart from my body in the name of Jesus Christ. I receive the gift of Jesus. I receive the healing of my body. And I declare when God says I'm forgiven, it's the same as saying I am healed. I receive it now in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Amen. Well, praise God. I know healing is flowing to you. Let the faith flow. Let the forgiveness flow. Let the healing flow. Try to do what you couldn't have done before. Get up, take your bed, rise up, stretch forth your hand and declare you're healed in the name of Jesus Christ for his glory. Well, we thank God for his word. We thank God for his faithfulness. And we invite you to send any testimonies, questions, or prayer requests to contact at everyhousenow.org. God bless you. Thank you for listening to the Behold podcast today. I'd love to connect with you on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Steve Hannett, and you can get a lot of our latest information and announcements there. Also, would love for you to know about our TV program called The Miraculous Life. It airs on Sid Roth's It's Supernatural Network, also known as ISN. You can go to their website. You can download the app ISN on your phone, and you can listen to it also on our YouTube channel. Just go to YouTube youtube.com forward slash Steve Hannett. There's amazing teachings and testimonies of God's power healing people and breaking through. Truly, he calls us to live in his grace and peace. Well, until next week, may Jesus Christ lead you, guide you, and establish you in the fullness of his grace and power. Be sure to share this podcast with someone who you know it will bless, and I look forward to talking with you next week. God bless you. Be Healed is a production of Every House, a church network whose mission is to contribute to the work of the Great Commission by reaching the lost, establishing churches, and cultivating leaders throughout the world. If you'd like to give a tax-deductible gift to support this ministry, simply visit our website at stevehannett.com and click the Donate button. 
We thank you in advance for your prayer and support.